This is going to be a long one today. There's just stuff I cannot ignore. So be prepared for an expanded version of Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. You know, I was writing I was writing my script yesterday and I realized, my gosh, I got so much to say here today. And I just don't want to skip some of this stuff because I think it's important and you keep putting this stuff off. It just builds. For example, I was going to talk all about what's happening in the world, and I realized there's no way I'm going to get through all of that. So let's just, we'll talk about China today. But first, first things first, we gotta we gotta go over some fun stuff here. Um, the overreaction uh, to Twitter continues. Here's uh, Karen Jean Pierre being asked if there are tools that the government can use to control the misinformation on Twitter. And, I mean, <laughs> the question itself is really out there. And her response is pretty leftist, too. So let's listen to what, let's listen to the question and, and KGP's response to the question. question about Twitter. Um, you know, there's a researcher at Stanford who says that this is a critical moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about the, you know, Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers coming online. Are you concerned about that? And what tools do you have? Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? So look, this is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. And uh, look, um, we, you know, we have always been very clear um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we when we comes to the hate that we're seeing, uh, that they they take action, that they continue uh, to take action. Again, we're all keeping a close eye on this. We're all uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's what's currently uh, occurring, and uh, we see you know we see it with our own eyes of of what you all are reporting and just. For, for ourselves, what's happening on, on Twitter. Uh, but again, social media companies have a responsibility to prevent their platforms uh, from being used by any user uh, to incite violence, especially violence uh, directed at individual communities. As we have been seeing, and the president has been very clear on calling uh, that out, he'll continue to do that, uh, and we're going to continue to monitor the situation. Go ahead. Thanks, okay, there is so much I hate about this interaction. It, it, I can't, I don't even know if I, I could probably spend a half hour just on this. First off, the reporter's question that the media, the reporter's question that the media and government are arbiters of what is misinformation. And she thinks that the government should have tools to fix them if someone gets out of control or spreads something that doesn't go with the government propaganda really bothers me. This this reporter, by the way, doesn't bitch about Facebook, doesn't bitch about Instagram or TikTok. TikTok, by the way, which is run by the Chinese government. So right off the bat, I, I'd love to hear Elon Musk is all Elon Musk has done is said, well, I'm just going to allow free speech. Now, but the thought that the government, I'll get to that in a second, but the thought that the government is the arbiters of truth is just 
twisted. They lied about COVID. They lie about China. They lie about the border. They lie about the economy. They lied about illegal aliens getting whipped at the border. They lied about the Hunter Biden laptop story. Heck, any given, any given press conference that Karen Jean-Pierre gives is going to be 50% lie. Any, uh, any speech that these people give are lies. I don't want them determining what's true and false. I also, the, the whole hate speech thing and against communities and crap. You know what? There is no space hate speech on Twitter that I can see. I'm sure there is. There is. And usually it's from leftists. Okay, so for example, commentators like Matt Walsh, Libs of TikTok, Ben Shapiro, they get threatened all the time, but by leftists. If there was all this right-wing hate speech on Twitter, do you know what the media would do? Play it, show it, but they never do. They just say it's there. Now, I'm on Twitter probably an hour a day. I like Twitter. I go on Twitter. I'm going to have a blue check mark eventually to prove that I'm actually a human being. I can tell you I've never seen hate speech on. I've seen things I don't like. I've seen things I don't agree with. I've unsubscribed from people that, honestly, they're either bots or they're just too stupid that I don't even want to see them. But I don't see hate speech, even from leftists. I, I get threatened every once in a while, very rarely, because I've got such a big mouth on Twitter. And then the other thing that really drives me absolutely crazy, there are standards on Twitter. I can't just sit there and say I'm going to kill you. I get warnings when I call people names. There are standards on Twitter. As a matter of fact, some of those standards, some of the things that happen when I'm using language that isn't correct, and I don't cuss on Twitter. I, I really don't cuss on Twitter, but I, I can use use I, I can use words that do not whet the appetites of some users. So, it, so I, like I'll call him an idiot, a moron, things like that. Elon Musk has actually said, hey, hey, his his new thing on Twitter is that it gives you a warning whenever uh, you say something that might be offensive. It actually does give you a warning, and it's not just if you cuss. The other thing that's crazy also is if you do incite violence, they will kick you off of Twitter. There's a reason certain people are not back on Twitter, like Alex Jones. Because apparently the guy, uh, Alex Jones, has actually incited violence or called for violence or called for revolution. And Elon Musk, who's no right winger, by the way, he's no conservative. He may be switching to Republican, but he wasn't before. He said he'd never allow uh, Alex Jones back on simply because of what Alex Jones has said. Okay, fine. But if I incite violence, I guarantee you I'm going to get into trouble. I'm probably going to still get arrested. So all this garbage that Twitter has no standards and there's all this hate and violence, none of that's happening. And if it is happening, people are getting kicked off. It, that really hasn't changed. But my final point here is that who the hell told the government about what happens on Twitter how is it any of their freaking business? Twitter is a private company, a private company. They're not even under the Security and Exchange Commission. They don't, they don't have to follow that. 
Twitter is also a platform, which means Twitter is not responsible for everything that people say. Now, they want to control it, yes. Okay, but they're not responsible for truths or lies. That's not their thing. They're not a publication like a newspaper or anything. Sure, they, they want to monitor, they don't want any, you know, but conspiracy theories, believe it or not, are not, not necessarily wrong. And Elon Musk has been extremely transparent about what he's doing. He is personally allowing people back on or kicking people off of Twitter. He is personally monitoring all this stuff. He is personally looking at the terms of service. He has said within within a few days, I think maybe the end of this week, he's talking about releasing the old uh, algorithms so we can see how people were banned and how people were allowed to stay on, why certain people are banned and certain aren't. I mean, this is fantastic. By the way, I think that's where the left is scared. I think the left doesn't want to see, want us to see the wizard behind the, uh, behind the statue. He doesn't want us to see the face. Because if we do, especially when it comes to the Hunter Biden laptop story, which, by the way, is what Musk is going to address. At least that's what I read someplace. I don't know if it's true, but he's going to address that stuff. I don't think the left wants anyone to see this stuff. So the media and the government, they're scared to death. And the media, we know why the media wants to control them. Because the media is losing viewership, especially left-wing media, is losing viewership by the droves. It's, it's something like it's over 60% of Americans get they knew, get the news from social media, including Twitter. Now, I, I do too. I wake up in the morning, I look up news, and then I go to Twitter and see what's actually happening right away. For example, you want to know what's going on with China? Don't bother. Don't watch a lot of CNN because they're not talking about it because they love China. Don't watch MSNBC. They're still worried about Trump. You go to Twitter and you could even even Fox News doesn't show what's going on in uh, in China with the the in the grand way that Twitter shows it, where people are actually putting up videos from within China. We're going to get to China in a few minutes. In other news uh, with Twitter. Apple, the wokest company in the United States that has, by the way, their iPhones made with slave labor in China, which, by the way, is going to be a big problem. We'll get to that. Say they're considering pulling Twitter from the App Store. Now, this is obviously, I don't think they can do that. I don't think they will. I think that could cause a lot of problems with Apple. Uh, I, I, I just, I can't see that happening, but it could. And if it does, it really shows you there is a high tech cabal that's working with the government and that's not a conspiracy. It's a, it's basically a monopoly. I just like the word cabal better, but there is definitely a conspiracy with the government and these platforms and big tech that needs, that's going to need to be addressed. Now, unfortunately with our government, it never will. Well, Elon Musk didn't even bother to say anything like that. You know what he said? Hey, maybe he'll just invent his own phone. He's got the money. He can do it. And guess what? Twitter exploded. People like that idea. Here's the problem. Um, here's the problem. 
these these folks like the Android service and who, who, the Android didn't even say anything. The Google Store, Google didn't even say anything. They were just whatever. But Apple did. And of course, Musk attacked Apple and Apple has yet to respond. So I think Apple may have just opened their mouths and stuck their foot in it. So somebody probably just got fired. But here's the thing. I think Apple, uh, here's the thing. Alternate platforms are going to need to be created. Twitter has now become an alternate platform. And by the way, there's a ton of leftists still on Twitter. I know they all say we're leaving Twitter. They never, they never, it's all garbage. They never left Twitter. Okay, they're, but they're still, you, you still have, but now you've got just a big, massive town square where everyone's talking. It's gotten a lot better. There are not as many bots because uh, Musk has been saying he's going to get rid of the bots. There are some bots. I, I still do see them. But he's doing a good job. And if he, if let's just say um, Apple decides to, Apple decides to get rid of Twitter, which I don't have an Apple, I have a Samsung, but Google decides to get rid of Twitter and Elon Musk decides to create his new phone, a new phone, I'll buy that phone. And then get rid of get rid of uh, Twitter. Get rid of uh, uh, the uh, my Android, because the parallel businesses are going to be important to get rid of all this woke crap. So, but I, like I said, Apple's got some bigger fish to fry here. They got some bigger worries. That's what we need. That's when we need to talk about China. We'll get to that, because right now Apple is scared to death about what's happening in China. Okay, so let's take a look at uh, the next... Oh, yeah, I should have talked about this one. So there were two mass shootings in the last week and a half and that are surprisingly not getting any more attention. Okay, so there was a shooting in a North Carolina Walmart and that one is being ignored right off the bat. I, at first you thought, okay, we're going to find out what's going on and of course, I've got the I've got a, I'm very cynical with these these shootings. I'm I'm hoping the guy isn't white, right? Because that's always seems to be a problem. Well, that shooting in North Carolina, yeah, that one kind of disappeared quick, if it was even picked up. That shooting in North Carolina was it, it, we found out about this guy like three days later. I don't know why it takes him so long. Well, I do know why because they don't want to talk about it. The guy ended up being black. He was an employee at the store. He was absolutely nuts, and he used a handgun. So what does that tell you? What that tells you is there was absolutely no way this mass shooter was going to follow any narrative. He could not. You couldn't call him a white supremacist. You couldn't call him a hate crime. I mean, he had his manifesto, which was published. He believed in the devil and he believed that he was being controlled by the devil and he believed the people he was shooting were angels, right? He was just nuts. And then you can't say, well, we need gun control because he used a handgun. And what they want to get rid of is, quote, assault weapons, end quote. So that disappeared. That's gone. Well, the other one, there was the other shooting in, uh, I think it was Colorado. Oh, Colorado where uh, at a gay night club called Club Shoot Club Q. Okay, that narrative is falling apart. Apparently, the shooter is identifies identifies as non-binary. 
He goes by they, them pronouns. He, it's my phone. Sorry, guys, I forgot to turn it off. He goes by they, them pronouns. He wants all legal documents to reflect this. This goes against everything that the media were telling us. By the way, this is one of the things I kept saying. I'm not going to say much about this until we know what's going on. Now, could the guy be faking it? Yeah, because he's got hate crime. But uh, as someone on Fox News pointed out, uh, well, yeah, I mean, he could be faking it. It could be considered a hate crime or maybe he's trying to ditch the hate crime, but he's being charged He's being charged with five counts of first-degree murder and then 25 counts of attempted first-degree murder. A hate crime charge is not going to mean anything. So CNN, in a really funny... They had just had the news break and the gal in CNN, she just... I mean, she just didn't know what to say. Attorneys for the accused shooter, Anderson Lee Aldrich, say in new court filings tonight that the suspect now identifies as non-binary. In a footnote to a motion asserting legal privileges, the public defenders say, quote, Anderson Aldrich is non-binary. They use they, them pronouns. And for the purposes of all formal filings will be addressed as Mix Aldrich. So in other words, not Mr. or Ms. Joining me now, CNN political commentator Errol Lewis, also back with me, Al Franken and Joe Walsh. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's not anything that we had heard from his background. You know, people have been looking into his background. And uh, I don't know if anybody here, are you guys lawyers? I mean, you know, I don't know if, I I don't know what to say about that. I mean, that's what he's now saying. You don't know what to say about that, really? Well, how about this? You shouldn't have said anything. You should have not said anything before until you found out what was going on. Then you, I, I, I posted it on Twitter. I told, I, I think I even mentioned in the podcast, I think everyone should just wait and see what happens here because it, things are not always as they seem. I said that on Twitter the day of the shooting when people were already saying this was a hate crime. But what's fun about this, I just love watching a narrative die. I mean, they have nothing on this whole thing. But it got worse for CNN. And uh, this this clip... This clip really met, uh, effed up the, the LGBTQ community, and it just shows the hypocrisy of the community itself. This clip was amazing, and this is probably half the reason CNN is ignoring this story right now, because this did not work out well. Listen. Oh, wait a minute. Let me build this up a little bit before I throw it in there. Uh, this is uh, the same CNN gal and interviewing a a man who thinks he's a woman named Natalie Bingham. And she is just working her ass, working his ass off to try and make this into a hate crime. But he just Fs it up. So let's listen. Natalie, when we started the show, we just got, we got a little bit of news earlier that the attorneys for the shooter um, are now saying that the shooter is non-binary, and the shooter, the shooter uh, would like to use the pronouns they, them, and this is for the court, in all court papers, and that's what um, Anderson Aldrich's attorneys are saying. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think that's um, complete ludicrous. 
Um, I believe they're just saying that because they want to have um, the easy way out on this. Um, that's really, really um, offending, especially being a transgender woman myself, that a male, which it was obvious with the mugshot, that's a man. That's not a non-binary person because in no way, shape, or form could they appear as a woman the next day. Um, it's really offensive to even hear that, that they're playing that role. Um, and if they're non-binary, why would you go after the club where you feel safe at? Why would you do that to a community where you are welcomed in if you are non-binary? Excellent question. Obviously, all of this will have to be answered. That interview was heavily mocked online. Okay, here's something I want to do. Dude, you look like a dude. This Natalie guy looks like a dude. He sounds like a dude. So, if I call him a dude... I'm being a bigot, but he sits there and says, well, that dude looks like a dude, so it's a dude. Well, I got news to you. You look like a dude, too. This narrative just, oh, my God. The worst thing CNN could have done was stick this this guy on there. And by the way, I'll, I'll just go a step further. I, I, I agree with him. I agree. If you look like a dude, you must be a dude. And Natalie looks like a dude. I don't care if he has long hair. I know lots of dudes that have long hair. He still looks like a dude. He still sounds like a dude. But these people don't get to do that. I can do that because I'm already considered a bigot. I don't care. A dude's a dude. A chick's a chick. But this guy is on the belief that you can be a chick when you're a dude. And only because I feel like a dude. Well, you're contradicting yourself. This guy feels non-binary. Whatever that is. I don't know what non-binary is. He's got pronouns. He's he's determined his person. You guys have told us if someone feels like they are something, you have to believe them. You've, they've told us this. They put guys in women's prisons because they feel like women. And you guys have cheered this. So you do not get to say that. He is non-binary. Your narrative is dead. Okay. Anyway, this guy, I mean, this guy could be BSing about, about, uh, to get rid of the hate crime charges. That seems like, hey, you're trying to, you're trying to, to pop a pimp, worried more about the pimple on your face than the cancer in your lungs. But I, it, hey, whatever. It could, it could be. We'll find out. I don't think it makes any difference. But you to sit there and say, well, he's 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 he he's actually non not nine non-binary because he doesn't look like a woman. Yeah, you don't either. Okay, well, Joe Biden is still sticking with the same narrative. Of course, he 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 he's just going. He figures, forget the hate thing. He just decides, let's go, let's let, let's let's ban ban guns. I, I didn't mean say assault rifle. I mean guns, all guns. Listen to what uh, Joe decides to say on his trip to Nantucket for the holiday week, I guess. He's, I, I think he's still up there. So let's listen to old Joe. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero. None. I'm going to try. What will you and try and do? I'm going to try to get rid of assault weapons. During the lame duck? 
I mean, good. Whenever I, I got to make that assessment as I get in and start counting the votes. Uh, so it's sick and it, guns have no redeeming value, says the man who's got 15 armed guys around him so that no one hurts him or attacks him. This whole argument that guns have no redeem. And by the way, you notice he didn't say assault all guns, all semi-automatic. That's every gun. I, I mean, revolvers, you could even say, argue are semi-automatic because they, they automatically put a bullet in the next chamber. It comes up and you can shoot it again. But this guy, he's just... I, I don't know what, what his story is, but here here's the question. There, here, there are... Let me see. There's five words that I can think of. Five reasons, not words. Five reasons. It's none of your business. Doesn't matter why you think we shouldn't have guns. None of your business. It's in the Constitution, dickhead. Why don't you go read the Constitution? Or you should know what it is, but I, I barely think he can read. Yeah, well, he's he did. They did put a, an assault weapons ban. I don't know what the definition of assault weapons is. For I don't know how 435 people can vote on a bill but don't have a definition on what they're voting. We want to uh, eliminate assault weapons. Okay, well, what's an assault weapon? They, they don't have a definition. Again, I can grab a spoon and assault someone with a spoon, and that could be considered an assault weapon. But he doesn't have the votes in the Senate. Uh, it did pass the House. It's not going. It's not going anywhere. And a lot of the Democrats in the Senate, for example, Connecticut, Vermont, they'll never pass it. So they, they're, they're. I don't even think they have 50 votes for it. But with, combine that with the filibuster, it's a, it's a done deal. Oh, in another story, yeah, I, I, it, it's definitely going long. You know, I'm not going to do this story. We'll do this one tomorrow when we talk about Iran. Um, because China might take the rest. Of, it's going to take the rest. I only have a. Usually I only go 30 minutes, and China is going to take a while. So let's talk about uh, Joe Biden spitting in the face of America and having uh, Chevron drill oil in Venezuela tomorrow. And let's just get straight in to China. China has gotten a lot of love from leftists and globalists uh, for how the Chinese Communist Party, and they'll be referred to as the CCP from here on out, they like the way they run the government. They love the way they control their citizens. When I say leftists and globalists, I actually mean elitists, people who think they know better than you do. This week, Klaus Schwab, the author of The Great Reset was caught saying this about China. On the G20, you were there meeting some of the leaders as well. Professor Schwab, what do you make of the result? Finally, they put something as a statement, and it seems quite positive with all the voices included. I think it's positive. It's uh, already positive through the fact that everybody agreed about the statement, which we haven't had the last years. Now, the base has been formed, but um, we have to go one step further. We have to have a strategic 
mood. We have to construct the world of tomorrow. It's a systemic transformation of the world. So we have to define how the world should look like, which we want to come out of this transformation period. I uh, respect uh, China's achievements, which are tremendous over the last uh, over 40 years. I think it's um, a role model for many countries, but I think also uh, we should leave it to each country uh, to make its own decision what system it wants to adapt. And I think we should be very careful in imposing systems. But the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of countries. Now, that should scare you because this is a guy who wants to run the world. He wants to create a global government of unelected officials like himself to run the economies of everywhere. And by the way, what are some of the things he likes about China? He likes the surveillance surveillance state. He likes the control they have over the people. He likes the fact that the government controls the entire economy. That's what he likes about China. And by the way, he, he ignores, he hates the United States because the United States does their own thing. We don't need a global government. This transformation he keeps talking about, and by the way, that whole Great Reset theory, or it's not, it, it, you can't call it a conspiracy theory anymore. It's just an idea that Schwab wrote about. That is being rejected in the United States. That's why he hates the United States. He likes, he wants the United States to lose its guns. He doesn't want the United States to have any power. He doesn't like that the United States is a rich country. So this should kind of scare you because guess what? Joe Biden, John Kerry, Bill Gates, all these freaking idiots, they, they sit back and they bend the knee to this guy. Well, another one, a Taylor Lorenz. She's a pseudo-journalist for the New York Times, and she's a doxer. She's a freaking miserable human being. Responded to a, a Washington Post article. So what this article said, a quote, a coronavirus outbreak on the verge of being China's biggest of the pandemic has exposed a critical flaw in Beijing's zero-COVID strategy a vast population without natural immunity. Now, what he pointed out, what this guy pointed out, which was kind of a surprising statement from the Washington Post, a very left-wing very left-wing periodical, he pointed out that China, the China virus is a lot worse than we were led to believe, and the vaccine that China has is garbage. So the CCP has been limiting the movement of people and quarantining them by force, for months at a time, separating families, arresting those who don't comply, things like that. And the policy called zero COVID policy is basically not allowing people to get together and actually catch the virus and develop a natural immunity. This is a big problem. And it's been three years. The policy's not working. Their vaccine doesn't work in China. They already know this. So Lorenz 
back to back back to what was her name Taylor Lorenz she responded there is no lasting quote natural immunity end quote to COVID you can get COVID over and over and over again because there are so many endlessly evolving strains and antibodies and antibodies wane also choosing not to kill off millions of vulnerable people as the U.S. is doing isn't a critical flaw in other words China's doing a good job by locking these people up Our lousy freedoms in the United States are getting in the way and people are dying of COVID. By the way, um, China, it's been reported now that China probably has between one and two million dead because of COVID. So China has been lying to us from day one. I mean, according to their accounts, they still only have 5,500 dead from COVID. We know that's not true now. Her statement is also evidence that Many leftists never want this pandemic to end. They want lockdowns. They want this stuff. They want the restrictions continued, the masks to be uh, worn, the forced vaccinations. They like this. But what is worse with this story is that Taylor Lorenz is guilty of medical misinformation. We can never develop an immunity to any virus. Is she saying that the virus doesn't work like every other virus virus in human history? And any mutation of the COVID virus, it'll kill you? Even if you've caught it? A lot of kids today are catching a, a, a virus called RSV. And a lot of kids are getting put in the hospital because of it. Do you know why? RSV is not a new virus. It's been around. It's the flu. It's the flu virus. But our kids have been out of school. So they haven't been able to develop any type of herd immunity. So now they're catching it. And now they need to go to the hospital because they're developing pneumonia because they don't have the immunity. Here's the thing with viruses. Yes, they do change. And I got news for you. COVID's not going anywhere. It's going to be here for the rest of our lives. And we're going to have to update our immunity card in order to fight it. Why was Alpha so day? I had Alpha and I had Omicron. Okay, I had both those viruses. Now, when I had Alpha, I didn't get the other strains. I never got Delta because Delta was close enough to, to Alpha that I had immunity, you know, six months later. I also think I had the, the, the vaccine. I think the vaccine helped, not maybe blocked it a little bit. I don't know. The vaccines are proven they, they lose their effectiveness. But the fact of the matter is I got Omicron and when I had Alpha, I was down a month and a half. I was sick for a month and a half. I got Omicron, I was down for three days. Why? I had the antibodies. And Omicron was just not that dangerous. And Omicron V2, Omicron V4, Omicron V12, those are not going to be as dangerous if you keep catching the disease. And that's what we've been doing with the flu for the last hundred years. You're going to catch RSV. You're going to catch it. You're going to catch COVID. You're going to catch it. SARS. People catch SARS all the time. She's an idiot. What needs to be done 
is when we run into diseases like that, we just need to catch them. Now, you could sit there and say, well, you're immunocompromised. That's a different story. Diabetes, overweight, things like that. Yeah, I, I get you. But to sit back and think that, that hey, we got a cancer is another one. To sit back and say we can't live our lives forever because we could get Omicron or we could get COVID or we could get RSV. I mean, they are now talking RSV, which is the flu. That's all it is. It's the flu. We have it every year. It's the flu. They're saying, oh, we need to lock down because of RSV. It's insane. But I will tell you one thing about China. And these idiots' support of China. And I won't say it, but there is a great anonymous Chinese philosopher that said this about China. And he hit it on the head. You saying Donald Trump, do you think he should step in? Donald Trump, don't trust China. China is asshole. That brilliant human being is absolutely correct. Here's what's happening under China's... Uh, zero COVID policy. People are being required to carry COVID identification on their phones to be able to travel. They need to be tested several times a day before they can go on public transit. People who test positive have been taken from their homes, placed in quarantine facilities, or not been allowed to travel at all. These quarantine facilities have an unspecified time that these people are kept in those facilities. And by the way, we learned that from the 2018 Olympics when our people tested positive and they were there for 20, 30 days. A town, If a town or a city has an overwhelming infection rate, the town is completely shut down. They're not allowed to step out of their apartments, even to get food. If they did, they were arrested. People were starving, are starving. People didn't get any medical assistance. Some people died in their apartment and they weren't picked up for weeks. There are films of drones flying around these towns, warning people to stay inside or face prosecution. And what's worse, the CCP is now building a 90,000-person quarantine complex. In other words, they're building a concentration camp. There are pictures. But that's not the only problem China is having right now. And here's the thing. We all knew this was going to happen. Those guys on Fox News, I'm going to have to read one of his books. I can't remember his name. But he said, China is not as strong as you guys make them out to be. Their economy, the, Xi Jinping has elected himself dictator for life. He is in his third term. He's the only, only Chinese president who has served this long, since Mao. He has replaced his entire cabinet with his own people. He has, he has had all his opponents, opponents, including the former president of China, pushed out of the Communist Party. He is arresting business owners who do not comply with his regulations and speak out against him. 
The country is becoming completely centralized. It's becoming a communist state again. The economy also, and, and they say, oh, it's the second biggest economy in the world. Yeah, no, it's a mess. China is no longer the fascistic re regime it was before, which mixes heavy regulation with free enterprise. It is creating a centralized communist economy that allows the government to subsidize all business. And that allows them to control the business. By the way, that's never worked before. It's, it's never worked before. Russia did that. Russia's doing that now, and they're getting killed. Their economy is getting just destroyed. They have immense debt. They have huge inflation. They have built huge cities so that the government can pay workers so they can say they have a low unemployment rate. The cities are built, but then people can't afford to move into the cities. They have a social credit system. They have a monitoring surveillance system. They have an over they are an overbearing police state. And then combine that with the fact that they have energy shortages and they have food shortages. People are miserable. Whenever you have misery like this, a single event is going to happen. That single event will cause protests riots, and hopefully in this case, a revolution. So, let's enter the spark. According to the Daily Wire, the protests reportedly began on Thursday after 10 people were killed in a fire at a residential high-rise building in Yergumi, the capital of Zhejiang Autonomous Region. Videos of the incident posted on social media spawned accusations that lockdowns contributed to the deaths. The New York, by the way, those lockdowns, they were welded into the building. They couldn't leave the building because they, it, it was considered a high infection rate town and that building was welded shut. Nobody could get out. Continuing. Residents of the city have been locked down and prevented from leaving their homes for as long as 100 days at a time. Just an FYI, the 10 people they say died? Yeah, that came from China. They think it was a lot more than 10 people. Needless to say, the people are now protesting and protesting hard. They've had enough. Millions are in the street, tearing down blockades and fighting police. This is going to get really, really ugly. Xi has just this week released the military. It's not just the police that are going out there now. This will make Tiananmen Square, which only had a few thousand people die, this is going to make that look like nothing. I will bet you right now thousands of people are going to, tens of thousands of people are going to die. She is not going to give up his power, and that means he needs the population in control. The best way to do that is scare the crap out of him with extreme violence. And by the way, it's not like China's not known for that. I mean, Mao killed mil 70 million, and they think that might be low? So what's the United States doing? Well, John Kirby... 
I, I think the defense secretary or something. I don't know what he does. I don't care. He's an idiot. But he was asked about the Biden administration uh, response to this. What are they going to do about any of this? Yeah, his answer was actually less than satisfactory. I'm wondering, what is the president's reaction when he hears protesters in China chant freedom or Xi Jinping step down? The president's not going to speak for protesters around the world. They're speaking for themselves. So there's no reaction? These protesters are speaking for themselves. What we are doing is making it clear that we support the right of peaceful protest. The protesters are speaking for themselves? What exactly does that mean? I mean, you don't have a reaction that these people are in the streets screaming, screaming for peace, for 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 re- regime change. You don't have a reaction that there is video on Twitter right now. Twitter, because it's open space. You don't see that on Facebook. There's people quoting the Constitution of the United States in China. But you don't have a comment about that? Now, I do want to point out one thing he did say. The United States will always support peaceful protest. That's important. I want to get into that in a second. But first, let's read the Biden administration's statement. Because they say pretty much the same thing. As we, quote, as we've said... We think it's going to be very difficult for the People's Republic of China to be able to contain this virus through their zero COVID strategy. Well, I mean, that's kind of refreshing because the United States has been trying to do that too. Continuing, we've long said everyone has a right to peacefully protest. There's those two words. Keep those in mind in a second. I'll explain why those are important. Here in the United States and around the world, this, we support peacefully protest here in the United States and around the world. This includes the PRC. Okay, so what is, again, what does that mean? So what if China doesn't allow them to peacefully protest? What are you going to do? Well, let's talk about that. People in China aren't pissed off because of a single event. They're not pissed off because they don't have enough running water or anything like that. The fire in the apartment building, that was a single event that sparked this whole thing. But it was there was much that occurred before that apartment building. They are miserable. They are suffering. Eternal lockdowns, lack of food, lack of power, lack of jobs, lack of mobility, lack of medical attention, an overbearing police state, no privacy, basically a lack of freedom. And they're done. They want regime change. That's it. They want regime change. They want Xi gone. And they're screaming it in the streets. They're calling for a revolution. This is not going to end without violence. That's the reality. These are not peaceful protests. This is a call for revolution. There's the Biden administration's out. The administration can tell the world once 10,000 people are killed by the Chinese army. Hey, we supported peaceful protest. The reason the Chinese government killed 10,000 people is because the peaceful protests became violent. That's going to be the talk. It's going to be the route. But then let's go to the next question here. I swear to God, I'm almost done. I know this is running long, but 
The next question is, why are U.S. governments supporting a communist dictatorship? Why do we always support communist? Why do we support Cuba? Why do we support Venezuela? Why are we always supporting these communist dictatorships? Trump would have freaking taken a hardline stance on all this. He wouldn't have tolerated this crap. Now, I don't know the actual reason, but I have a couple of thoughts about this. First off, maybe Biden's just a pussy. Maybe he just doesn't want conflict. We already know he is. He's kind of never takes a stand on anything. Maybe Biden is compromised and can't talk bad about China. We already know through Hunter Biden's laptop, Hunter made a ton of money in China. And according to the laptop and witnesses, the big guy that he, the term he used in emails pointed to his father. And again, this is one of the things we, we should look into because Joe Biden went from making $170,000 a year and somehow he's worth $20 million? How does that happen? Maybe he's worried about more economic impact in this country. The supply chain is going to take it in the butt here. China has shut down all of their productions, including the iPhone. So if you've got your iPhone 14 Pro, I got some bad news for you. I hope you like that one because Apple shut down all their slave labor factories in China because of the unrest. They're talking it could be two years before you see the next iPhone. Maybe, but here's the thing. And by the way, it's not just Apple. I mean, Nike, they they do a ton of work. I mean, I can't imagine a lot of... Uh, Harley Davidson used to do a lot of production. I Well, I hope this freaking destroys Apple, I can tell you that. I hate Apple. So, but here's the thing. This is something that really gets me. Maybe Biden actually likes China's policies. Maybe he likes the zero COVID policy. He likes the lockdown. He likes the way that they lock down the people. He likes the surveillance state so he can actually see what they're doing. He likes the population control. We already know, listening to a couple of the last sound bites. Klaus Schwab and Taylor Lorenz like it. Is it hard to believe Biden might like what China's doing? Maybe he wants to keep democratic power? He wants to take away our guns. That's exactly what's preventing him from doing anything, is the Constitution and the fact that we're all armed. I don't know. Something to think about. I don't know which is true. I gave you four reasons. I, I don't know which one's true. Maybe none of them are true. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is we should probably think about it. What we definitely shouldn't do is turn away from this. Okay. I know, really long. I've got a, a huge article at on dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, including all the video, if you want to take a gander at it. Uh, I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.